Welcome back to another week of the Shups and Preds podcast. We're going to do what we do every week. We're going to turn it up a little bit. It's going to be a hot fire pod predicting it from the beginning. This week, we're back to going four strong. We've got myself, Matt, Tyler, Peter. Everybody say hello. Hello. Your champion has arrived. I said everybody say hello, Matt. Hi. Okay. We're going to review week eight, <laughs> preview week nine, getting all the good fantasy action at the end. And at the end of the pod, we've also got our Premier League predictions for the year, which I know we always love to get into. So without further ado, we're going to get started with our week eight review. Matt is going to take us through what went down in the first game of week eight between Montreal and Hamilton. Uh, Well, what happened was that Montreal had enough of their own leave from in front defeats so they wanted to get on the other side of this thing yes um and they graciously allowed uh, hamilton to build up ahead of steam and a uh, 20 or an 18 point lead and then made the attempt to to claw their way back and nearly did um so i think the two big storylines are and i really don't remember this happening is this a new rule, or did this just rarely happen? But the injury or the uh, injury spotter, um, uh, I, I I just really yeah, don't remember it happening. Picking up steam this year, it really is. So unfortunately, Trevor Harris uh, got pulled for the final play, um, uh, which led to a uh, an interception and the end of the game uh, with a Montreal loss. Um, but before that, you know. They, Montreal played a really solid fourth quarter, um, but overall not a very good game uh, for Trevor Harris. Uh, 25 for, let me get the stat here, 25 for 41 passing for 288 yards, so nothing great. Um, fortunately, not much on the ground either. T. Harris was also the leading rusher. Um, That's not what you we, want to see. Right, so we talked about this last week where uh, Montreal could really get something going if uh, Jeshroon or Walter Fletcher either had good games or both had good games. So this was a neither situation there. Um, and on the other side of the ball. Option. <laughs> yeah, the hidden third option. Um, of course, though, we got to talk about my boy. Like, Gino Lewis is playing like a man possessed. Unbelievable. Like a man, so. like a man who wants to check his Twitter mentions. And, oh, <laughs> my God. It is, so it is crazy that he was not an all-star last year he didn't he's not he wasn't a, a overall he was an eastern all-star i believe okay who cares the I east say. sucks if you're not an eastern <laughs> all-star you and you fancy yourself some sort of star in the cfl you better, you better check enough, yourself um but can i can i like shout out can i shout out gino real quick gino did retweet a highlight of a defensive play made by Montreal after the game. Very good. So right. you, know you, what? you know what? You know what? Maybe that's he's, Maybe he's listening to the pod. Maybe he's going to turn a corner here and go down the road of humility. Yeah, unlikely, so, but he might. Well, he doesn't need to be humble about much. But I think he's not playing like cra- he's playing better than last year. But it's not. It's not some other gear he found. He's just playing really well and has. So he's doing great. Unfortunately, that's not translated into wins. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, we saw the kind of unveiling or the final form of the Hamilton dual threat 
backfield. We've seen a lot. <laughs> we've seen a lot sucks, of. We've seen a lot of running back, uh, you know, squads and. <laughs> yeah, so we've got the uh, Dane Evans, Matt Shields, um, quarterback crew, and I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, just accept it. Don't try to. Explain Even it. then, they like the crew was uh, twenty for twenty-eight. Not horrible. Yeah, two. I, I know. I, maybe this is how we should do it. We should only refer to them as Evan Schultz, who were twenty for twenty-eight in the air. Uh, they had two hundred and fifty yards and one touchdown. Um, I just find it odd. The one thing I'll say is like I'm Team Evans, but like. It's. I don't even know. I can't really wrap my head around what. Like so. Okay. So Schiltz comes Dude. in, and it's like you're running. I don't even. I don't, it's not like Dude. an additional package. It's as if they're running two completely <laughs> different offenses. Because like if we recall with like let's just the best use of the two quarterback system in recent memory was Streveler and Caleros. Uh, leading in recent memory, even more recent was Masoli and Evans. No, but that would they weren't using them at the same time. Mm. They were coming, <laughs> one would get injured, the other would play, one would get injured, the other would play. I'm talking about using them in the same game. And Streveler would come in, he would run the football, he would throw it once in a blue moon. So there's a distinct package and setup that they were going with there. Schiltz came in, yes, they are running more runs for him, but he threw the ball 10 times. Yeah. Like, they're still running a passing game there. So I, I, I don't really understand what they're trying to achieve. They're not, it's not like they're trying to supplement their normal offense. They're just running their normal offense with a couple minor differences with both guys. Yeah. I, it was really weird to me. <laughs> really it's, weird. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a – you know, maybe they're, they just got hockey on the brain. They're right? tired. Got, they don't want They've got shifts. line changes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's on to something. They want these guys running as hard as possible, save yeah. nothing for the fourth quarter. And so by doing line changes, yeah. um, I don't know. Doesn't seem – it's not what I would do. Not good if you're a Dane Evans <laughs> fantasy owner. That's all i got to say. <laughs> um, so, yeah. They played well enough. Uh, they you know, they had a pretty good offense. You know, I don't know. We know that Montreal's defense sucks, so scoring 24 points on a Montreal defense is not a ringing endorsement of the two quarterback system. It's good um, for Hamilton, though. It's but it's uh, it, you know what you got to capitalize. There are many teams who have not capitalized um, that we'll get to, but these guys did. Uh, so good good for Hamilton, and uh, sorry Montreal. We're right there. You're right there. You're so close. <laughs> All right. So close. Any other thoughts, or should we move on to uh, BC at Sketch? Let us move on. All right, Peter, give us a rundown of the Riders getting their third loss in a row. LOL. <laughs> well, and no, I L- no, 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 LLL. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Well. The uh, the game started off, I think, in the exact opposite way we all thought it would, um, with Scatch jumping out to a 17-4 lead. Uh, but BC put up 28 unanswered to win the game, uh, 32-17. Started the game off getting uh, seven points the hard way uh, with two rouges, <laughs> a safety, and a field goal. Yeah. So I don't think I've ever seen that happen, but uh, I thought that was interesting to note. Um, but Scatch really came out in this game uh, hungry on 
the defensive side, big force fumble uh, by Charleston Hughes. Um, Rourke wasn't getting any time. Butler wasn't uh, able to find many big holes. Um, so I thought that was really impressive by Scatch in the first half to come out uh, and sort of just blitz BC in the way that uh, I think we think uh, BC is, is going to do in a lot of the games uh, they go into. But um, I think it was kind of after that safety the uh, the flip was or the script was flipped, um, and that BC defense, especially the defensive line, uh, really came alive. Um, I mean, we can talk on that, but I mean, four sacks out of uh, throughout the game, really impressive by the BC defense. Um, not really, I mean, not not exactly keeping a thunderstorm at bay, but you know, certainly impressive against any team. Um, I think the. Uh, one thing important to note, and um, I think it's Tyler's touched on this before, um, the Lions secondary, uh, not all that impressive in the first half, um, especially obviously getting it done near the end of the game, but um, yeah, just not not all that impressive and um, has been an issue, especially in uh, closer game or well losses such as the uh, Winnipeg game. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nothing groundbreaking, I, I would say. Sketch is not better than BC, you know. That's we we've yeah, known this. Yeah, we got to talk about B, we've BC, known... let, BC letting teams hang around right know, back to back, back to back weeks that, that really have no business. They're much better than these they didn't teams. Let them hang around. They put them away. Are yeah, you? Yeah, I right. disagree. Or they but, they get they but, get behind to these teams they shouldn't. I mean, why are they? Why is Cody like you know at halftime like on? basically one good leg you know throwing you know yeah they seven. started slow but that's the complete opposite of letting them hang around well my, my note here says the first half was more of bc I can, peter. can you not hear me i can hear peter i can hear peter peter oh can you hear me now i cannot hear peter i can hear peter <laughs> i can All still right. hear peter we've had this happen before well the first half you can hear the rest of oh us. and he's back well, perfect. Okay. You were you were lagging. You're. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring um, it. I would like to bring up one more. I would like to bring up one I'll more bring, thing. I'll bring it. I'll bring us in with a ringer. My note here says first half was a lot of BC Suggin, not Scatch Fuggin. Oh, so, nice. Uh, I got. I got to. I got to make a comment about BC's offense. Uh, James Butler was catching the ball out of the backfield uh, for for a lot of chunk plays and like really uh, putting the defense on its heels. He only has uh, six catches for 36 yards the last two weeks. The, uh, the two weeks where I thought, well, they've won games and I thought not been very good. Um, I think they got to get him more involved in the passing game. He is a dual threat. Uh, and I think him catching the ball actually opens up him running the ball. So they got to get back to that recipe um, because I think he, it's, he's, he's actually their best offensive weapon, I think. Here's what I have to say. I would say their be- well, I would say their best offensive weapon is their rookie quarterback who went 27 for 33 and 300. Yeah, but but having years. a good running back help, it certainly helps him play better. Yes. I, I want to take this moment to crap on the Saskatchewan offense. Yeah, please. I'd love I I'm all here for it. Specifically, I just want to point out how inefficient the connection between 
whichever quarterback is playing for one game, it was Jake Dolagala for most games, it's Cody Fajardo, and Duke Williams is this year. So I've just, like, taken some of the top receivers in the league. So um, we got Jalen Acklin, Eugene Lewis, Dalton Schoen. So Eugene Lewis is catching 58% of his targets. Acklin, 66. Schoen, 64%. Ellingson's catching 65%. Duke Williams is only catching 48% of his targets so far this year. And for him being the... I still think one of the best receivers in the league. They're just not getting him the ball um, the way they should be. He's, he has some. He's dealing with drops. Obviously, the quarterback play has been less than stellar. Uh, but you know, he was targeted 11 times this game, and he caught five passes for 39 yards. You can't have that sort of commitment to a single player and get get that low of production, which has been an issue all year. Um, so going forward, um, I know they get a rest this weekend. I think that is the number one thing to address. They've just got to get Duke the ball because he is a game breaker, but they have to get him the ball efficiently and not waste so many, um, so many targets his way without much production. That's my take. Yeah, I mean, but I, I don't know what, what are you going to do? I think that this is a point where Duke just needs to step up because we've yeah. seen in other, um, you know, like Jalen Acklin is not struggling. No. And he does not have a great quarterback throwing the ball, like perfect passes. Yes. Um, and I think uh, Gino is another great example. Uh, Trevor Harris's coin flip on whether it's going to be like a perfect pass or something that Gino is going to have to go out and get. And he's been going out and getting most of them. Well, Gino's um, catches are unbelievable. Yeah, we don't talk. But, so I'm it's sorry, like we brushed over that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that Cody Fajardo is a worse quarterback than either of those guys. No. I think he's less accurate than Trevor Harris, but is better on the run. He's more accurate than Evans, but probably you know not as mobile a quarterback yes. but I mean you, you you really can't if Duke wants to fancy himself the you know the big man on the field then he needs to just make that happen but this is also not something that an injured Cody has has not dealt with before like yeah. this is this is something that has been going on for two seasons now where the pick and pops happen and that's why he's you know He's five catches for 39 yards because he grabs seven yards a catch because it's just this little... Get Jake Mayer on this team. (laughs) (laughs) This is just something that has no possibility of happening. I know, and it's the fucking worst. Could you imagine Calgary shipping off? No, they're not going to do it, but I want... A team in their division. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think this is a, a time where Duke needs to step up. All right. Does anybody have any more praise or slant, uh, praise or Sketch slander for this sucks. Game? What was that? Sketch sucks. Their defense is really, really good. I know, but just, just, just that's only one part of the game. Didn't they suck at the other parts also, of the game? Also, for the Lions, uh, Brian Burnham looks like he's going to be back in the lineup. So that'll be interesting to see how they work him in, uh, because certainly in his absence, the boys have been showing off. Hatcher, Rhymes, Katoy. Uh, so. 
we'll see. There's, you know, I'm, you can never have too many good players, though, but uh, BC's about to get another big weapon coming in. All right, Tyler, talk to us about the game of the year so far, part three, which actually lived up to it. In my yes, that's exactly, it was, that was exactly how I was going to start it. The, finally, game of the year so far lives up to the billing. Yes. Uh, weird start to the game. I got to make this note before we actually before we talk about the game is that the ball was brought to midfield by the, like one of those like robo dogs. I didn't like that. But just like tell you right now, I don't like a regular dog like that. Are you talking a, the, about like what is it like? It's called like the Boston, Boston Dynamics. Dynamics. Yeah, one of yeah, those. I don't like that stuff. And it was painted like a, a Dalmatian. It, I don't. I don't like that. Um, Good note. Good note. <laughs> yeah, I needed to bring that up. So th- that doomed to me Calgary from the beginning. You're not going to win with that going on. Um, no, this was a great game from the get. Uh, it really uh, back and forth, lots of scoring. Um, Dalton Schoen really at the end of the game just just was the man, and you know caught two touchdowns in the second half uh, to help uh, put away the game for Winnipeg. Winnipeg's defense. Not, again, not stellar against Kadeem Carey. I still think Kadeem Carey probably didn't get enough carries for how good he was playing. Uh, 14 for 92 and two touchdowns, and you can't help but wonder if he should have had 20 to 25 carries because it was their bet. Again, Bo, same story as last time. Bo with about the same stats, not, not like a little bit better than 50%, uh, like low 60s, and only 220 yards passing. So... Again, they, it's, okay, so Bo average per attempt was 6.8 yards. Kadeem Carey's average per carry was 6.6. That tells you what you need to know. Should have been running a ball a lot more. Uh, Brady Oliveira had his best game of the season by far. Uh, he gashed uh, the Calgary D. I would say that if, if they can get him going, and it just makes a team that's, that's already got the, best quarter, got the best quarterback in the league, uh, you know, it's it's just more of the same. It's it stinks. I think John, you said it in the group good group chat. Just another example of a, a Winnipeg just plays a little bit better than the teams that they're playing against. And guess what? They're undefeated. So what does it matter? They are eight and zero. They don't look like they're going to lose anytime soon. I think Calgary is still to me the second best team in the league. They've they've gone the closest twice now to beating Winnipeg. Uh, Oh, there's not much to talk about. I guess we could talk well, about Calgary. So, I mean, I'm, I'm back to, I'm back to, it's almost like a, I almost feel like all my comments about the game are pretty re- much related to the same comments we had the first time Calgary lost to Winnipeg, which is just, they, the stat lines even look almost the same. Yeah, you have the best running, healthy running back in the CFL right now in Kadeem Carey. Just feed the man the ball. Winnipeg was not stopping the run. Both times you played them. I, I, I'm just beating a dead horse here. I don't know what Dickinson's deal is with Carey. Uh, it should, but I'd be annoyed he's if a, I were. He's well, a bad I, coach. I think I, I want to like elaborate. Yeah, I was what I was saying in the group chat is like, often in sports, if you say somebody plays to the level of their competition, it's a slight in many ways because it means yeah they're gonna win some games, but they're also gonna lose a good handful of games that they shouldn't because they're gonna play down to the lesser guys. For Winnipeg, though, they're always a, a slight notch above their competition. They, it's as if they know how to perfectly preserve all their good plays for the right moment. Yeah, sure, we'll go to Edmonton, we'll complete seven passes, and we'll win that one. And then we'll go to Calgary, 
and will complete 22 of 30 for 270 yards and four touchdowns. Like, they just flip this switch and are like, all right, well, now it's time to show up. It is so annoying. It is so, so, so annoying. Because they just trick you into thinking that they're not good. And then they show up <laughs> all the time. It sucks. It totally does. And they're, it, I will say, game of the year so far also was really was a really nice watch because of the lack of penalties. Only six total total penalties in the game. Possession was about even. There wasn't a ton of turnovers. Uh, so... It, it was very. It, it lived up to the billing. The team. These are the two best teams in the league. They played like the two best teams in the league. So you know, fr- from that perspective, from a, if I was trying to be neutral, if we weren't predating these games and I was just a neutral fan, this was an awesome game. And I wish Calgary would have played. Peg played like six more times this season. Um, shouts to Rashid Bailey though. Good game from him. Everybody. That's the thing about this though. Like, if you listen back to like the last few weeks when we've been talking about Winnipeg, we're like. Okay, we like. How are you gonna shout on... Rasheed Bailey third on the third on the receiving chart when you got Nick Dembski? <laughs> no, but I'm sa- hold up. Let me finish what I was saying. I was yeah, saying we like knock Brady Oliveira. He shows up 110 yards. We knock Rasheed Bailey. He shows up five catches on five targets for 55 yards. We you know Dembski comes back first game in a, a number of weeks and two touchdowns in the first half. It was just performances. Like, everybody who needed to show up showed up. It was so classic Winnipeg. Those <laughs> rat bastards. They're just a well-coached, yes. well-constituted team. Yeah, it's horrible. It's, it's same, not what the league needs. It's the same stuff we've always It's not what they with. need, but at this point, you know what? It is... You gotta just tip the cap. I don't. I'm done. I'm done hating on it. It's annoying, but, like, just good for them. I hope they... I hope they run... They're probably going to run the table, but... That's respect. It's respect. P- Peter so was right. Picking Peter was said it in like week two. Picking against them is bad for your health. It's just not good. It's just not a smart way to get ahead. So I, I think that, I think we can I think we can leave it there and then right. go on go on to the last game of the week. We'll talk Ottawa Toronto. Red Blacks get their first win of the year. Twenty three to thirteen. Shut out the Argos in the second there, half. No more winless teams in the CFL no. this season. Story of the game. Obviously, is Caleb Evans. Oof. Oof. Last week, at the end of the show, we had a little discussion about really when, not if, but when are we going to see Arbuckle? When's he going to get some PT? Never. Whoo! Evans quieted that talk. An unbelievable, like such an efficient performance. He had a completion percentage of eighty-two point eight. He was twenty-four for twenty-nine, two hundred and eighty-six yards, two touchdowns. Mostly to Jalen Acklin. Completed passes to eight different receivers. Okay, going into this game, he had a career completion percentage of 59.3. His single single highest in-game completion percentage before this was 80% when he went 12 of 15 in week 12 last year. So this is a totally different game. Nearly double the attempts. He was really... This was a quarterback performance. This was not a running quarterback performance. This was not a filling in for an injured player performance. This was a Caleb Evans is the starting quarterback for the Ottawa Red Blacks performance. It was unbelievable. It was awesome. Um, and then, on the flip side of the ball, the Ottawa defense just absolutely got after it. Four Andrew Harris but, did okay. nothing. You ready to hear about Andrew Harris? Yeah. Okay, so they held the Argos in total, to 33 yards on 13 carries. They held Harris 
to 17 yards on nine carries, which is 1.9 yards per carry. That is Harris's sing that is Harris's worst single game average per carry since week 11 of 2018, where he also had 1.9 yards per carry. So yeah, they absolutely shut the door on the best running back in the East. Uh, it was a great performance. After getting gashed by Jashroon last week. Now, they're still 1-6, so it's not that like they're out in the woods, but this was an <laughs> awesome performance, uh, and I think everybody is happy to see this, even if we picked against it. Uh, it's an Ottawa team that's very easy to root for. So that's all I got to say. I'm happy. Caleb Evans balled out. Great stuff. Good for them. Darvin Adams did not. Darvin Adams, he struggled. As Tyler noted, though, that. Jalen Acklin continues. Jalen Acklin has got to be demanding that Caleb Evans is a starter. He's like, okay, again, do not this reality that Tyler has built in his head, <laughs> where Jeremiah Masoli didn't throw when Jeremiah Masoli was the quarterback. Not only did Acklin have the most targets, but he also had the most receptions on the team. Yeah, but it's all underneath shit. Okay, but <laughs> that's actually—I mean—that's a fair point. He, he's got—he's averaging twenty. If... He averaged twenty yards a catch for this game. Yeah, all I'm saying is that Jeremiah Masoli targeted Acklin just fine. I, I gotta say, we, we can't fall. It's Toronto here without reeling able to run the ball. Just couldn't finish drives. It, MBT had a okay, had a solid game. You know, twenty-five yeah. of. A forty for three hundred forty and a touchdown, no no interceptions. I mean, the receiving core showed up. They had one, two, three, four, five receivers, which at least with at least three catches, and three of them had at least five catches. I mean, the, the rock was spread around. Curly Gittens had a great game. Ambles had a good game. Yep. I mean, it it's just one of those games where just they couldn't get the run game going, and it basically you know that was it. No, couldn't, but they just couldn't fit. They get they get down there, and then they just couldn't run the ball. Toronto's played six games this year, and I'll. I'll talk more about their issues when we get to Preds, but they've scored eight offensive touchdowns in six games. It's Lowest not, in the just, league. Not the well, that's what, uh, eight yeah. offensive touchdowns. That's really bad. When we were in, uh, we were when we were talking Montreal. This was the game I was thinking about with, you know, th- taking the opportunities. Like if yeah. you're, if you're Toronto, you do not have many opportunities to win a game. Or win some games. If you go up against Ottawa, granted they played their best game of, of the whole season, and Caleb Evans is playing incredible. Yeah, and great game. More power to him. But they're also the Ottawa Red Blacks. Like they won th- what three games? How many games they win last year? Uh, I think it was three. They won three games last year. They they are coming into this game winless. You've got. You've got to win that game. You, you've you got, have, got to, got to, got to uh, uh, score score points you've in the got second it, half. You've got to, yeah. It, it just is a must. It, it's, a, it's a must, gracious living-wise and otherwise. Yeah. No, it was – it's the friend of the pod. Not really, but we always I always cite him here. Uh, Danny Austin, who's beat writer for the Stampeders, he tweeted out on Sunday. He's like, I have no idea how good the Argos are. And I can I say think that they're. I think they're good. It. Five. The only teams I know are good are BC, Calgary, Winnipeg. That's it. I'm unsure. I think about five others, and then I'm pretty confident that Edmonton's bad. But I'm Edmonton still not sure about that. Definitely bad. So really, six I'm unsure of. Three I know are good. 
But yeah, I, this was such a ridiculously odd performance from a Toronto team that was pretty... I mean, they were. there was a close game against the Riders uh, last week, but they were dominant in that. And then a really solid victory in touchdown Atlantic against the Riders. Um, yeah, really weird. Really, really weird stuff. All right, any closing statements before we move on? Preds, 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 Preds. Okay, league leaders, pass yards, Zach Caleros, 1,994. Rushing yards, Jamal Morrow, 484. Receiving yards, Jalen Acklin, 687. And sacks, we now have a tie. He's been hot on Pete Robertson's tails for weeks, and Lorenzo Malden has now drawn even him and Robertson both with seven sacks. With that being said, we move to week nine, Preds. First game of the week, Winnipeg heads to Montreal. Matt, can you give us a rundown of the standings so we know which order to Pred in? Uh, yeah, probably. It's, Ty- it's Tyler, then me and John are tied, and then Matt is in last. There you go. So John, at John, out of the basement. I'll stay picking second, second, though. All right. Yeah. Tyler, kick her off. Uh, how many games am I up by? Two? Two games. Okay. Got a, little, got a little cushion going on. A little cushion. Cushion for the pushing. Cushion for the pushing. Uh, if you don't if you don't pick Winnipeg, I don't even know if we should. Do you want me to just pick Winnipeg for all of us? We can, like, make this super short. Uh, say hi. I want you to give me a little pred, though. Because my prediction, I think Winnipeg wins. But they're gonna slop it up. Uh, I will say that the the uh, this is the the Thursday game on uh, when I look at TSN always has the the betting line, so I don't see the rest of the games because just because the Thursday game does. Uh, it's at six and a half points, and I think that is ludicrous that Winnipeg is only a six and a half oh, point no, favorite. This seems like totally the game where Winnipeg's gonna win by four points. No, no, no. Oh, I think yeah, I th- they're gonna. Have I, th- I, I, I okay. I think Winnipeg is out is is gonna is gonna crush Montreal. Do we do we make Trevor, do we make I, this game more interesting because we know who's gonna win? Uh, <laughs> Winnipeg doesn't beat bad teams badly. We've got we've, this is established. All right, <laughs> they well, beat good teams goodly though. Yeah, this I is will true. I, I will say if if Brady Oliveira can if they can run replicate that run game, they will start beating bad teams by a lot. They weren't running the ball well when they were making those games close against bad teams, so. That being said, I think they're going to start running the ball well, uh, and I am taking Winnipeg by well over that six and a half point spread. Peter, I will be taking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I will no one also the... be taking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I will as well. Okay, let's move on to. Is this a sneak? Or is anybody hot on Ottawa? Let's this see. This is let's a tra- to... this is trap game of the week. Let's go to Peter first. Calgary heading to Ottawa. Um, I have been thinking a lot about this game, and I am going to stick with the second-best team in the CFL, Calgary Stampeders, um, yes. to bounce back. And uh, I, I don't want to say put Ottawa in their place. They're they're nice guys, great team. So Ottawa's one in six. They're in their place. Yeah, that, right, right. They're already there, so they're just gonna they're just gonna win. And I I uh. Hopefully, uh, the run game for Calgary can uh, yeah. be revved up a bit. They only have two losses this year, both to Winnipeg, both competitive. So, yes, I'm picking the Stamps, but I will say, here is a point of concern I have for the Stampeders. 
They're second to last in the CFL this year in sacks. They only have 13. They didn't get to Caleros last week, despite sacking him four times in the week six matchup, and it resulted in them just getting torn up on second down. They are second to last in the CFL in two and outs forced this year, tied with Montreal with only 26. That is something to watch for. Calgary's got to do a better job of getting their defense off the field early and quickly uh, and just giving their offense more possessions. But I still think Calgary wins. Well, John, you've convinced me. It's going to be the Ottawa Red Blacks <laughs> getting their second yes. win. That's uh, a great pick. Yeah. I, you know, if, they, if Ottawa plays and, you know, I guess I'll say. They will play, in fact. If we swap Calgary in for Toronto, and you know Calgary has a, a great, has a good to great passing game, which Toronto had last uh, last week. Yes. But if, if Ottawa can stifle the run again, then that's well, they're not going to stifle the run. There won't be many attempts. Oh you know, so, so I think great. it's a, I think it's a, it's a it's a great opportunity for Ottawa to come in and play another game. They're riding high. They just they finally you know broke the dam. Yes. I think they could pull it off for sure. Yep. This seems like a great game for Kadeem Carey to average nine yards per carry, but still not get a hundred yards. Yeah. Nine uh, <laughs> carry on five carries. Um, I'm going with Calgary. Bo Levi Mitchell can throw against any team that's not the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That's what he's shown this season. And Ottawa's a far cry from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That's simply it. All right. All right. We move on to the game of the week. Can we all agree, Toronto? Yeah, Hamilton? game of the week. Most important game of the week, yeah. All right, guys. Are you all familiar when you go to the CFL homepage and you go to stats? Yes. And you go to the CFL stats to week eight. And you mm. get a nice big pdf of all the stats in the league are we, are we familiar with this yeah i wish it was an, i wish it was an excel but yes page two has what's called team rankings okay and there are 40 different stats tracked on this team rankings thing you got things from net offense to opponents yards per play and i like to go through this and see if anything sticks out you know to sway the uh competition Toronto and Hamilton are right next to each other. So either Toronto right above or vice versa in 16 of these 40 stat categories. 40% they are right next to each other. So I'm looking through these stats and I see, hey, Toronto gives up the fewest yards on first down, 5.9 yards a pop. But it doesn't really matter because Hamilton only gives up 6.0 turnover ratio Hamilton sucks they're minus 12 but so does Toronto they're minus 10 so I just feel like this is the ultimate stalemate but something's got to give and here's the stat that will give Toronto leads the league in plays from scrimmage this year 59 Hamilton is second at 58.3 they simply cannot both run that many plays one team is going to get the upper hand in my opinion that will be the Toronto Argonauts, and the Argos get the job done. I'm right there with you. Uh, I think I think it's a great opportunity for Andrew Harris to finally stretch his legs. Um, 
you know, like we, uh, Tyler, you pointed it out. They just are having a very hard time getting into the end zone. Uh, John, your stat on the the eight offensive touchdowns yes. is a an insane number yes. to average one touchdown a week. Um, it really does make me rethink. Like, is Toronto any good? I think they are. I think I, they are. I think Toronto is good, but that really makes yes. it really joggles the old noggle. Yes, it does. And so, uh, but I think they'll they'll win this game against the the what is it? Two headed snake. The Hydra, the Hamilton Hydras. Um, <laughs> I love I just, it. I don't like, yeah. Uh, I have so much bad things to say about this Hamilton quarterback <laughs> scheme. I just, I, I, I feel like. Yeah. You're biased, though. Your, your, your fantasy team has is, is no, implications. What's whatever. I'm going to not overthink things, and I'm just going to start Rourke the rest of the way and be a normal yeah, person. Well, I don't, yeah, the, the fact that you're even con- – would I, I thought it was crazy that, you didn't, that you're not starting Rourke every, but like every it week. Was, now, it's not an issue in Montreal anymore because Vernon Adams, he's on the injured list and whatever. They're not going to – they were going to trade him to Edmonton, it looked like, and now maybe not. But I don't – I just don't see how you can do a two-quarterback system where the quarterbacks are doing something so similar. I said it before. When you throw Chris Strebler in there and you say, we're, we're running every play this drop, fine. You don't say, oh, I might have missed an opportunity here because you had a distinct vision of what you're doing that drive. If you throw Schiltz in there and you say, oh, yeah, we're just going to run like a little bit more, but really we're going to run on normal offense, like, I feel that just opens you up to second-guessing I don't like it. Pick a quarterback and stay with it. That's my thing I have to say about Hamilton. Now I'm sure it'll work really well, and my pred will be wrong, but that's how I feel. <laughs> are we about to? Are you about to have a pred? I really thought there'd be more division on this game. I'm also going with Toronto. I'm a Toronto stan. Uh, I'm a Toronto believer. Uh, I do think that they are the best team in the East, and I think they've. I think to Matt's point earlier, it was a really big letdown against an, an 0-6 Ottawa team. However, Toronto had been traveling a ton. They had done the, the Atlantic game, then they had done gone to Saskatchewan, and they had come back home. So I really just think that they, they're just a little out of sorts with all the practicing in different places and moving around a bunch. They're back at home again for the second week in a row. That's not correct. Sorry, they're, they're not? I believe the game is in Hamilton. Oh. Boo! I thought it was back at home again. They're moving around a lot. Well, it's Hamilton's at least not not, not that far. No, you might be right. Actually, you're right. It yeah. isn't. It isn't Toronto. My bad. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I I think being back home for I, I think that actually has huge psychological help to just be back home for two weeks rather than on the road and moving around a bunch. Um, a lot of long flights. Uh, so or drives. I don't know if they fly or drive. Um. So, yeah, I think Toronto gets it done. NBT still hasn't had a bad game in a while. I mean, he, he played well last week. They didn't finish the drives, but you can't say he had a terrible game. Or the, re- the receivers were good last game. There just wasn't enough that went wrong offensively in that Ottawa game uh, on the passing side of things to have me concerned about Toronto. Yeah, they got to run better, but Ottawa's defense just played a cracker of a, of a, a game on the line. Yeah, agreed. So, Pete? Making well, it four, Pete? You got to yes, go for Hamilton, aren't you? I will be. No, I will be picking the Toronto. Wow. Oh, the sweet. Um, so there's some uh, possible injuries at the wide receiver position that I 
think, uh, depletes a already depleted offense. Give well, us examples. Who's out? Braylon Addison out with uh, illness, possible COVID, not quite sure. And um, uh, Tyler, uh, what's his face, Ternowski, yeah. um, out with a shoulder injury. So could be big. Hmm. Well, that's a sweep. I think we are probably going to see a sweep in this next game, but let's see how it unfolds. Matt, returning to the scene of the crime, Edmonton at BC. <laughs> I think the big question is, are, are we going to see a reduction in the, what, 49-point, 45-point gap? Yes. Yes, um, we are. I think we are, too. I think this, I think this will approach a 20-point uh, gap. <laughs> because BC is going to win this one. Edmonton's <laughs> getting healthy. All right. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Don't, don't let him get hot. Yeah. Edmund, Edmonton, man. Tyler. Uh, I actually think this game will be a lot closer than 20 points. I think it'll be closer to like 10 or maybe even single digits. I think Edmonton will play well. Uh, they had a bye week last week. They're rested coming into this game. BC played a tough game. At least one, half, one of the halves was tough. Uh, BC still wins, but I think Edmonton has a, a solid showing. I, st- I do think that Edmonton will score a, a score a bit. I do think uh, so. I see something like a thirty-five to to like twenty-five kind of game. Okay, I like it. So that is double digits, Peter. It is. Uh, I will be picking the BC Lions. Yes. I do not see the Elks pulling off uh, the upset. Um, for John's health, I hope it is um, much less than last time. I can't even express how bad I felt for my older brother while watching the Edmonton Elks get absolutely harpooned by the BC Lions. John, John, Week question: <laughs> Did you would you have preferred to lose in that fashion that you did, or would you have preferred like Edmonton to give you fill you full of hope and then do something completely boneheaded and blow the game at the end and BC had won? Absolutely, the latter. Like, okay. I would have liked Edmonton to show, like, a sign of life in that game. Okay. You don't know how it feels, Tyler. Oh, you man. You weren't there. No, I'm not too impressed. It was one of the saddest things dude. in the whole world, dude. It was, let's see in my notes, I have cruel, violent, needlessly brutal. It was horrible. Uh, it was. Uh, well, at least you guys didn't have the the drum in your ear the entire game. Uh, I was <laughs> losing my mind. There was this guy with a, a tom drum going crazy, and I was just I. Uh, so I do think uh, BC will win. I think Edmonton is an improving football club. They are. They are. These are yeah. just this this is meaningless. I have something to say though, or actually, I have absolutely meaningless. An improving football club. It you it couldn't mean Shut less. <laughs> Tyler, I want you to address something. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah, oh, God. ask a very simple question. Deflection. What I love do my you wife. Have against the BC Lions. Why are you a BC Lions hater? I feel mm. you. You're always put giving little jabs to them. You're saying they're not going to have that good of a showing this I th- week. I, I'll be I'll be honest. I think I'm a BC Lions naysayer because you guys were all so hot on them so quickly in the first after two games in the season you kind of anointed them basically the second best team in the CFL they are the second best team in the CFL they've only lost one game they're 
Let me finish. Gosh. They anointed themselves. All right, go on, go on. Yeah, but you did that. Before, you did that in the first two games of the season when they beat Ed, they beat Edmonton, and I was like, okay, Edmonton was so terrible much. last year. You guys and just then, were. Sl- you guys were. Sl- we were you right. guys. Sl- Let me just finish. It was the question for you or for me? Fair. You Don't guys me. slobbed on BC's knob. I didn't. I had. I had seen Nathan Rourke play two games, and I thought, well, BC's really good, but I don't know how good they are. And then BC's fell back to earth. If you and if you want to deny that, then you're you're lying to yourselves. You're just gonna okay. Now you're only people that look at do I, you just look at the records then? Why do we even do this no, podcast? No eyeball test. I we'll just look at records. We'll just look at records. Get this reaction. I knew there was something behind this. They I won five games and I lost to Winnipeg. By the what do you want? What do you want us to say? They've also almost lost to Ottawa. They they almost lost to Ottawa in week three. Like I like they've a three point win against Ottawa a five-point win against Hamilton in which they scored 17 points. I mean, uh, I, they've had bad games where they have not played well. Do I think they're better than those teams? Yeah, but you guys were acting like they were like just up there with, like you know, the Joe. They can compete with Winnipeg. I think Calgary's going to beat the shit out of them when they play. That's a fair point. God damn it. That is, cut the track. I, 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 that is hot know, right though. there. They're pretty good, though. Doug. Well, guess I what? We get to say, see it. We get to good. see it next week in Game of the Year so far. That is hot right there. Perfect. That's Next all week want... is going to be a slobber knobber. So. That is all I wanted to hear, Tyler. Yeah, that, I'm is, BC. that is what we can end our preds on and we can move to fantasy. That is a hot take right there. Thank you. Put Clip clip that and put it in the, on, the tw- on Twitter as a promo for the, for the pod. Matt, give us a fantasy rundown, please. Well, credit where credit is due. Tyler is the best fantasy player no one of us even comes close uh it's incredible what he can do uh he had 98.7 points which is very almost nearly the most anyone has had uh anytime this season uh behind a big game from jalen acklin thank you tyler for the correction there i appreciate it uh otherwise just kind of a normal um run-of-the-mill uh game for him uh or a week for Tyler, uh, but Dalton Schoen had another good showing. Um, showing. Otherwise, very good overall. Uh, 98.7. Behind him was me. Uh, really am missing Greg Ellingson now. But had a great game out of Zach Caleros and uh, Eugene Lewis. 154 yards, not a bad showing. Um, I was one of the two players this week who had their defensive team in negative points. Winnipeg had negative one. Uh, so I came in second, 78.5. John, 77.3. Kadeem Carey had a great showing, yes. uh, although... <laughs> could have so, been more. Could have been more. Um, Curly Gittens, we pointed that out during our uh, review. He's good. He's good. He, he can good. do it. He, he uh, is the best you were Canadian third. receiver in the league, no doubt. 77.3. Peter had a very, very bad showing. I had a bad this was, week, man. This was not good. No, it was a um, bad week, dude. No players in uh, 20 points or more. Uh, three players under 10 points. And then, obviously, Calgary, negative four for a total of 48 for Peter there. Only uh, only uh, the defenses were terrible this week for everybody. <laughs> I gotta yeah, say. they really were. I... If Sketch even just played I, I, I decently, I need to send I was like a collective team message to my players. 
telling them how much faith I've put into them. Yeah. The thing is, like, no, okay, like Lucky Whitehead and Darwin didn't have great, but it's like nobody had like. Because other than the defense for you, like nobody had like a other than Darvin, oh. like, an absolutely just. It, I, I think it's wild to me that I'm even close to you, Matt, in in the in the in the overall. Because essentially, I've gotten dog shit from the quarterback all season long. Like I'm, I, like what a mess. I started Rachel Doligala last week. Uh, like I, if I just get something from the quarterback position this season, I think I would be having. Uh, if I had drafted Nathan Rourke, what what could have been? Um, but that's what we are. Dalton Schoen in, in pick up of the season, maybe? Oh, huge. Quite possibly. I like that, though. If uh, there are any Winnipeg content creators that follow us, they should do, like, a picture of, you know, the twins in The Shining, but just make them both Dalton Schoen, and it should be The Shoning. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, I'm going to Germany, Donka Schoen. You can do that. <laughs> There's things to be done, though. Emma did not find that funny. She hates Germans. Fact. All right. With that being said, our fantasy review is done. Our Preds. We are need done. to leave. No, well, Matt's got. Matt's got. I will say, uh, I'm Sorry. up. I'm still up top. Five ninety. Tyler's right on my heels. Five eighty six point five. John got gapped a little bit. Five forty five point four. Then Peter is our new basement boy. Five twenty six point eight. You have a move to make, Matt. Is that correct? I have a move to make. I have a move to I make. Made a move. Let's make him now. No, I actually had Peter's move to make, so I, I told you, know, you Peter. Everybody can uh, check the group chat right now because I've been sitting on this meme. I've been sitting on it since Peter made that move. Uh, <laughs> can I can I pick up can I pick up Andrew Harris then? Not Andrew Harris. Can I pick up? Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, unfortunately, we're not on TV, but I had a meme that I made knowing that Peter had snaked Matt. And I was like, Peter, I'm going to drop this right now. And he's like, no, wait for Matt to make his move. And I was like, his, his move is done. I can't, I can't make the move. Can I pick, oh, up, can I pick up Trevor Harris? Uh, in the, in the, I put it in the group text. Am I good for that? <laughs> yeah, who are you you're dropping Arbuckle for Harris? I, yeah, I mean, at You're going to be frustrated when VA starts next week. Uh, I mean, what am I supposed to do? I know, uh, dude, I, I'm, I, I'm with you. I'm with um, you. I think VA will get may get snaps. I don't think he'll start. I don't think Harris. I don't think Harris played atro- atrociously bad enough last week in, in a way that would make it so. I mean, I I gotta. I know we're kind of past Preds and or past talking about the games, but I'm just sort of feeling bad for Montreal just in the fact that they're they're that they had their best player get hurt in week one. Yeah, it's horrible. Sucks. Well, like we didn't, we we never were able to talk about this on the, or I just don't think we ever got to it. But we can talk about it now for just a second. So we all recall where uh, Victor Quee posted a photo and he had his little to-do list in the photo, and like second on the list was Vernon Adams trade. So like the rumors had been flying around for weeks, like Vernon Adams was going to the Edmonton Elks, like it was pretty much a done deal. But now I feel like that I feel like Montreal cannot, in good conscience trade him away the odds they're going to need him at some point this year i think are high and they're in a position in the east to make the playoffs so like i feel like that trade is just dead in the water do we agree with that like you can't trade him away i i just i think they should ride with trevor harris i really do i do think that uh, i know he's not explosive as va 
but he's not making like it's not like he made the mistake last week that cost them the game no he didn't but i'm just saying i like trevor harris but like with in with injuries and everything that goes on in football people get hurt like the odds of needing your backup quarterback i'm not even saying let's just who's their who's their who's their third who's their third string uh davis um yeah dom davis okay like, let's just say, yeah, even if Trevor Harris plays well, unfortunately, the reality is of the game where he's probably going to get nicked up at some point, m- maybe miss a game. And when you're in such a tight race in the East, you cannot be without an, uh, a solid option at quarterback, even for just a game. I see, like, so it's going to be weird. Yeah, it's just a weird situation with what they've got going with VA over there now. But that's all i got to say about that. And yeah, having Willie Stanback get hurt on the first quarter of the game of their first game is brutal. Absolutely brutal. All right. If they had him, if they had it, if they had him, they might be the best team in the East. Maybe. Maybe. Their defense, though, not great. Not great. Pass it is time sucks. for Premier League predictions. Ooh. We're going to predict the top four teams. We're going to get UCL qualifying. And we're going to predict the bottom three teams that are going to get relegated. Tyler, would you like to go first? Are we doing the top four first? Top four first. Okay, I'll start with one, three, one, two, three, four. So, Man City will win the league by probably a lot, unfortunately. Again, uh, I have Liverpool in second. Yep. But very close to them, Tottenham Hotspur in third. And then Arsenal in fourth. Peter. All right. Uh, in first, I have Chelsea FC. Of course. Uh, I see them uh, getting a lot of wins this year. Uh, they just added a uh, left back, Marco Corella. Uh, so I see them uh, winning the league, not just because of that, um, but because of the best team. Uh, I see Man City getting second. Uh, I see Liverpool getting third. And like Tyler, I see Arsenal getting fourth and making it back to Champions League. And, uh, yeah. What is that? That would, that would be Emma Boilo. <laughs> Emma, is that you? EB, what's you good? Say hi. <laughs> That's hilarious. She's she's high shy. She's high shy. All right. I have Man City first, Liverpool second, Arsenal third, Ooh. and then I've got, got Chelsea Spurs. coming in fourth. Oh, how do you how do you not have Spurs in your top four? It's crazy. Not really. Incredible. They they did they did so well in this transfer window, like ridiculously well. Like, come on. No, it's, it's, it was honestly maybe the easiest thing I've done today. Who was Spurs' best signing? Paris. Spurs. No, I was gonna say Eves Eves Basuma in the summer, but they got Kulisevsky last year. But that'd be oh, dude, he's he's legit. He's he's legit. What is your take? He's legit, dude. I don't know anything about. Uh, the Premier League, so I had to go do some research, but I think I've got it. Uh, number one, our boys in blue. Uh, they just got promoted this year. Liver's Edge. They had a 29 <laughs> 6-1 record <laughs> in uh, Division One East, and uh, I've also got Warrington Town. Devastating loss in the finals to Scarborough <laughs> Athletics. Uh, looking to 
you know, uh, <laughs> promote get promoted this year. Uh, and obviously, uh, as always, rallying behind their exciting new prospect, Ben Ramsey, uh, who had trials at Gateshead, Sunderland, and Stoke City, to name just a few. The highwaymen of Morpeth Town ASC. <laughs> <laughs> and perennial favorites, the South Shields. Lovely. Well, the thing about predictions is that the worst thing that can happen is that you're wrong. So, right. well, th- with that being said, now I don't recognize any names you guys are saying. Are you guys talking about the Southern Premier League, or what Premier League? Or are you guys in a different division? Indian. We were talking about the English Premier League. Okay, I was. Well, I'm talking Northern Premier League, but the Premier Division. Ah, uh, of course. Ah, uh, easy mix up. Easy I see. mix up. Well, we're, I'm excited. Well, see, I don't know anything about soccer. I'm excited to see what you have to say in this. We're gonna get to our relegation, bottom three, Tyler. Bottom three, in order from worst to less worst, uh, is uh, Bournemouth, Fulham, Leeds United. Oh, no. oh, dude, no. I thought I was going to be slick doing that. No, Leeds is money, dude. No, no. Leeds is so, not money. So, Leeds so is going to be bad. Now, R- Rafinha gone to Barcelona. Leeds, nobody able. Bamford's Terrence going to. And ba- Tyler Adams, hello. Dude, Bamford's ba- Bamford's going to get hurt. No, he's there. He's just going to get hurt like he does every season. And then you lose. No, uh, you lose Jesse and Melier is the most embarrassing keeper. He looks like Leeds he's is my, twelve. Was my uh, I I thought going to be surprise pick for relegation. Uh, Bournemouth, uh, and then I have Aston Villa. Okay. Yeah, figured figured you would. <laughs> I have, I have an eighteenth. I think is going to be Bournemouth. Nineteenth mm. spot, Fulham, mm-hmm. and in twentieth. The experts are predicting them to finish higher, but I just don't see it. I think in 20th is going to be Aston Villa. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it my turn? Yes. They'll, they'll, they'll right. be tough. They'll, they'll uh, they top were uh, reprieved from relegation last year, uh, but I don't see it happening this year. That's the Atherton Collieries nice. getting dropped. <laughs> Uh, and just promoted from Division One East, uh, but look for them to turn from their winning ways against Premier League competition. That's Marsk United. Oh boy! And of course, uh, they had a goal differential of minus seventeen last year. That's Radcliffe FC. Sorry, boys. <laughs> See you in Division One West. You're out, Matt. Thank you so much for this. You've really enlightened us quite a bit. What? Where is that division located? So this is a seventh level uh, <laughs> league uh, in only the north of England. I like it. So, all right, guys. Not quite Scotland, but up there. We've completed our pod for the week. Looks like we're going to keep it just under an hour. So I'll do this quickly. DM us at Shups and Preds. Email us Shups and Preds at gmail.com. Leave a nice review, but only a nice review. And we will talk to you next week. You can leave a shit-talking review. I don't care. Peace. <laughs> yeah, just anything. It's just any any engagement is at this point. Uh, so I have a question. How? I don't know if you've had a chance to look, Matt. How were our engagement numbers with a couple of the with the retweet? Uh, did we do better? We've been uh, even over the last few All right. weeks. Peter, I don't know this number. Peter, Tyler, and myself. Predict how many listeners per week we get. 69. Wow. 
15. I was going to pick, I'm going to go 19. Okay, so we have been averaging just over 40. What? <laughs> so, I, I, am I, am I closest? No, I won by Price is Right rules. Everybody knows yeah, that. Price is Right rules. Um, yeah, so for We're still reason, last way, week was, was down. For whatever I, I, wasn't, I wasn't on the pod, makes sense. We are not getting Canadian listeners. And it might be a geotagging thing with our provider. Um, but yeah, mostly U.S. Expats. So. Dude, let's get let's get dude 40? let's get Danny to re- retweet us. Forty is actually incredible. Dude, that that makes me want to just work even harder. Dude, I love that shit. Yeah, the CFL. All right, that's that's awesome. Emma, what are you doing? Emma, what are you up to? Did you go on a walk? Yeah. Emma. Did you get all wet? Did you play on your water table? Okay. Did she say, <laughs> did she say I did? She said, okay. Can Emma count to three? Emma, can you count to, can you say one, two, three? Nice. <laughs> That's exactly what John Can you said. ask Emma what, uh, a lion says Emma what does a lion say <laughs> what does a bear say what does a bear say <laughs> what about what does an owl say what does an owl say <laughs> all right <laughs> what does a cat say what does a cat what does a cat say wow <laughs> What about, what does a dog say? Did, did I mess everything up? Cat. You, I don't think so. You know what a dog okay, says? Okay, I accidentally thought I swiped with, I, I thought I was switching between windows and I actually went backwards. That's all good. I think we're good. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I like panic. as it goes, so. I'm pan- still recording though, Matt. Mine yeah, is. I haven't okay. stopped recording. Okay. okay. Yeah. I just, I just panicked. I just panicked a little up, bit. Up, up, up. All right. Can you say goodbye, Emma? Goodbye, Say goodbye. Say goodbye, bye Uncle bye. John. Say bye-bye, Uncle John. Say bye-bye, Uncle John. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, oh, Emma. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye, Emma. All right. All right. Wait, wait, hold up. We can't exit out. Come on.